would love like to introduce uh, Deepa Bhaskaran and uh, I will uh, tell you about her. She is an activist, a volunteer and a community organizer. She has an MBA from the Kellogg School of Management and is a serious student of Hindu Dharma. So Deepa wants to talk to us and tell us about the Gyan Parampara of Vedic Shastrik Indic India. We are all agog. Come, uh, please tell us. Thank you. Thank you, Sumedha ji, and thank you to the entire Indic Academy team. It's really a pleasure to be uh, with these wonderful women um, and uh, talk on this very important topic. So I really appreciate it. Um, you know, let me first start with a story that many of us are familiar with. Uh, King Janaka, himself a Rajarishi, he organizes this big assembly and he invites a lot of, uh, you know, uh, scholars to discuss philosophical matters, right? Many sages and scholars come there and the great Rishi Yagnavalkya walks in and he wants to be tested. He wants people to question him and ask him questions. And then you see a series of, uh, you know, scholars asking him questions about, you know, Brahma Vidya and, you know, about the nature of the self and so on. So you see the, when you read the original Brahadaranika Upanishad, you see that the great, uh, you know, scholars like Uddalaka first ask him and Yagnavalkya answers. And then uh, somebody um, else asked him, he answers. And then they men it mentions that somebody called Gargi Vachaknavi asked him a few questions to which he answers again. And then uh, Gargi says that Yagyavalka is a great scholar. Now, all of us are familiar with the story, of course, but what struck me when I read the original uh, you know, episode in the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad was that there is no word or tone that indicates any kind of surprise that a woman is in these court asking questions. You know, she's treated very matter-of-factly. You know, Udalaka asked her, asked Yagnavalkya. Then Gargi asked Yagnavalkya. Then Vidagda asked Yagnavalkya. My point is, whenever we, in today in modern terms, we uh, see the news, right? There's always a mention of the first woman pilot or the first woman commander-in-chief, the first woman president, obviously, which is still not happening, uh, at least in the US. Uh, but there is no tone of surprise. There is no tone of any element of surprise or wonderment that a woman finally made it to Janaka's court. Now, what that makes me uh, think is that while Gargi may have been special, while she may have gotten to Janaka's court, there may have been other countless women in smaller settings. I mean, that's why it's, there was no surprise that uh, she was in Janaka's court. It is my hypothesis, but I think there might be some truth to it. Uh, Women have been very active participants in the Jnana Parampara. You know, obviously we believe that Sanatana Dharma is a Jnana Parampara and uh, women have had strong roles as seekers, uh, writers, mystics, and gurus often. And Sanatana Dharma has offered a very expansive canvas for women uh, along with, of course, everybody to progress on the path of Jnana, Jnana Marga, either as ascetics or as uh, householders. Now, uh, before going there, I, you know, all of us do know that Sanatana Dharma's purpose is really to allow each uh, individual to achieve all the four Purusharthas, right? The Artha, Kama, Dharma, and Moksha in a balanced manner. So it's not very one-sided on one of these Purusharthas. Uh, while initially Artha, Kama dominate as we are younger, as an individual evolves, the Hindu society's goal is to instill the desire and, you know, create an environment to pursue it. So from that standpoint, when you look at all the practices that we perform, whether it's great study of the Shastras or putting a simple Rangoli in front of our homes, uh, there is always, you know, it's all meant to develop us to achieve those four uh, Purusharthas. 
Now, there's a lot of uh, comments about, you know, are there constraints for women? Yes, of course, but there were constraints for men too, because in this dharmic framework, everybody had to work within the constraint in order to create a, a well-functioning society, somewhat like a traffic police today puts constraints on our driving so that all of us can drive safely and, and pass to our destinations. Uh, so from that standpoint, there are some universal values that were followed, right? Uh, like uh, creating, following the dharma to maintain the cosmic order of the of the rhythm, uh, which means a woman had to follow her three dharma, like uh, smooth functioning of the family, bringing up children that were, you know, uh, healthy and were able to contribute to the next generation. And and the Gita Vakya here makes a lot of sense, you know, swadharmo nidhanam shreyaha you uh, perform your duty, then it leads to Shreyas for not just you, but your family and the community. Uh, but if you don't, it leads to bhaya, uh, you know, a troubled heart because you've not done your duty, a troubled family and a troubled society. And, and uh, secondly, the, the important thing was also that Grihastha Dharma was important in the sense that it was the, uh, it was a foundation for the other dharmas. You know, there was this Grihastha Mashritya Vartante Sarva Ashramaha. So every other ashrama was based on that. Uh, we all know about, uh, you know, many, uh, you know, older versions of before the Manu Dharma Shastra, the Harita Dharma Shastra, Smriti Chandrika, they mentioned the Brahmavadinis who were allowed to, uh, you know, get their Upanayanam and uh, pursue uh, Shastric education. And uh, they even went through, you know, they were able to, uh, you know, do the fire yagnas and homas. Uh, and then uh, there are other women who, you know, we know from Ramayana that Sita was, uh, Hanuman, she actually waits in, you know, in the Ashokavana for Sita, and uh, he says this thing: she will dhruvam aishyati of Janaki. He says she will definitely come to the river to do the sandhya vandana. So there are those examples of women who, uh, following dharma and follow, uh, you know, achieving moksha was a very important part of their lives. Uh, also, you know, when you look at, I mean, I can just name drop, but you know, I'm sure you've heard uh, now, starting from Gargi, Maitreyi, uh, Lopa Mudra in the Vedic age. Uh, to people like Madala Sanchudala in the Puranic age. And then we see a lot of women, you know, Laleshwari in Kashmir, of course, Mirabai, who everybody knows, there's Karakal Amayar, Andal, Awayar from Tamil Nadu, Akamahadevi from the, you know, in, from Veerashaiva community in Karnataka, uh, Anandamai Ma, uh, then uh, there are all those, the modern, of course, the mother from Aurobindo Ashram, Mata Amritanandamai. And now we have, you know, many, many, many women Swaminijis who are, you know, part of this parampara and uh, contributing. Uh, in the Puranic period, I just want to highlight a couple. Um, Rani Madalasa, of course, all of us know, you know, she was, she used to sing lullabies of, uh, you know, the Upanishads basically to her children. Um, women's contribution is to, in, in kind of uh, temple building also is, you know, has been very prominent. Zambian Madhavi is one example. I, I want to highlight her because not many people may know about her. Uh, she was the wife of uh, uh, Chora King and she's credited with rebuilding many brick temples into stone temples. I mean, if she had not done that, we wouldn't have these kind of, uh, you know, massive uh, temples that we see when we drive through Southern, uh, Southern India. And uh, she was not a nominal donor. She actually influenced their design. And similarly, Rani Ahilvaya Holkar, all of us know her, of course, you know, I have no idea how she managed to re renovate and, and contribute to temples all the way down from Rameshwaram to Puri to, uh, to Ayodhya to, you know, Sri Salem and Andhra Pradesh. So enormous amount of contribution with, uh, which continues today, a lot of poetry that has come out of the Bhakti saints of uh, South India, Kamahadevi and so on. 
so I think with the with the emergence of modern ashrams, modern technology, we see more and more women commit to this jnana parampara, being able to see people even like me who had no introduction, being able to do that. And a lot of Swaminiji is contributing to this tradition um, across yoga, Vedanta, Tantra. And uh, I really look forward to this uh, you know, continuation. I feel very positive when I see that uh, the interest that we have in our Jnana Parampara uh, contributed by both men and women taking it forward to the next generations. I will stop here and I hope to hear from others and uh, look forward to the panel as well.